0: Listening to what we do in Elysium, your source for news, strategy, and discussion for Vampire: The Masquerade Rivals card game. Hello, hello! Uh, welcome to another episode. This is your host Alex,
1: and your other host Colin.
0: How are you tonight, Colin?
1: Doing pretty well. How are you?
0: Oh, not bad. Futurama is getting a new season.
1: I know it's. I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm excited or worried, but we'll. I guess we'll have to wait and see.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're nope. here to talk about vampire stuff. Um, yeah. So we have quite a few different things to talk about. Um, so since we recorded last, we've had two Vampire Wednesdays that have gone over both the precon decks for Shadows and Shrouds. Yeah. So we'll touch that on that a little bit. And then we will pick up where our agenda discussion left off. And uh, I'll be sure to put in the show notes uh, where you can jump into the agenda stuff. If you want to just jump right into that. Uh, otherwise yeah. We're gonna talk about the pre-con stuff.
1: Right now. Yeah. And so also to be clear, this is more definitely more on the hot takes, like quick reaction kind of thing. We will definitely yeah. be spending a whole episode going digging into these two Clans, uh, you know, once the once the crypt pack is out and we can kind of digest it and and look at how will they fit into what we have going on, but these are kind of our first first uh, takes, I guess. We'll just start.
0: Okay, so we had the hekata precon, um, got a lot of cool stuff here. The torpor abilities are interesting.
1: Yes, we still I'm...
0: have the missing puzzle piece of what the wraiths do.
1: Right. That I think that'll be a big part but i'm already really excited for hakata um i they seem like they're a very um i guess like you know combination they play off each other a lot um i I'm, I'm excited to play with them i think they look really fun
0: yeah they they do a lot of different stuff already even without having to see what the rays do like you have a way to Cheat someone to play straight into torpor, which is really oh, cool. Love that.
1: Love that card. I mean, that's that's maybe my favorite card.
0: I, I like. There's this one that steals a character for a turn.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> yep.
0: That that seems good. Um, so yeah, they have a lot of cool stuff. I'm excited for that. Um, right. But I think after tonight, I am more excited for <laughs> the sombra stuff.
1: <laughs> that I was gonna say that I feel like this is great because. Uh, that was what I, that was my guess, and yeah. So, will Hecata, right up my alley, and I think Lasambrá are right up yours.
0: Yep, uh, La Sa- actually, Lasambrá has a lot more to do with influence than I was expecting.
1: Same here, actually.
0: At least with- in the precon, what well, what we have mm-hmm. in the precon so far, mm-hmm. they have a lot of uh, abilities that grant influence. Um, another ability that uh, I think you pay prestige for a good amount of intel, yeah, three intel. Mm-hmm. Um stuff I wasn't expecting for them. Um, right. I was I was expecting to see more of the playing with like agenda on characters and stuff like that, but maybe that's in the crit pack.
1: Right. Oh, and we, hey, we also got our first new title since the corset. It is a it is a Losombra card, so you'll have to have la in and play, but just interesting to note that we have a new a new title.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we'll do a uh, more in-depth dive into each of the clans uh, pre-cons plus the crypt pack stuff uh, once we have all that.
1: Yep. Uh, so, are, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Like you know, the one one or two cards you're most excited to to get in your hands from from the what we've seen so far?
0: Um, I feel like I I have, I have information overload. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. <fair. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think. I like the Hakata stuff, even though La Sombra is more up my alley. I think I'll probably try to play with the Hakata stuff first, uh, depending on the race that is.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I think that's where I'm at right now.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, no, that that's, uh, yeah, the rays are going to be a real interesting question. I mean, I like I said, I'm I'm super interested in. Uh, I think I love Early Grave. I think I want to try rituals with like some sort of Hakata Tremere mix. I don't know what that looks like yet. Um, but that's kind of where I'm leaning. Although I, I do like titles. That was kind of the first thing I, I <laughs> dove into. So I'm also interested in that. Um, yeah. And also, I want to say the art is just great uh, for, I mean, really for both of these. But I, I want to, I like these clans really feel like they have themes, right? Like, I mean, particularly yeah. the Los Sombra, right? Like, all the La and I think they talked about it on the stream, where like all the La Sombra are kind of grayed out to play into the shadow theme. A lot of them have parts of them hidden by shadows, only a little splash of color. Um, Just real, real cool and kind of cohesive art style, which is really neat.
0: Not only cohesive art, but the pun game is on point. too. There's (laughs) a card called throwing shade, Mm -hmm. which is literally someone getting hit by a shadow like
1: stool. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That was, I I appreciated that one a lot. (laughs)
0: So, yeah, we'll we will dive into all that once we get the rest of the cards. So, yes, uh, that'll probably be our next episode. Yeah. So let's dive back into the agenda talk. Um, Yes, I think we left off. um, Last thing we did was the city deck focus stuff, and now we're kind of getting into the more um, wide open agendas.
1: Yeah, well, uh I, I, it's funny you say. It. Well, I guess I guess these next two are very wide open. Um, and then we'll kind of close it out with <laughs> the least wide open in some ways, yeah, exactly. right?
0: <laughs> one side to <or> the other.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. So the first, the first kind of few we wanted to talk about were what we would call the passive agendas, but the ones specifically without any card type that you're building around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these would be. Knowledge is power and strength in numbers because they give you agenda without you having to specifically spend actions for for getting it. And they don't require you to put anything specific in your deck in terms of like, I mean, obviously there's cards you'll want, you know, if you're building those, but... um, Nothing to specifically trigger off of. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, like you said, these are two wide open agendas because you can kind of build however you want. So... Um, I guess we can start with the one that we've definitely played around with more knowledge is power. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I'm curious, you know, again, we've, we've seen this, we've seen a lot of, uh, I guess you could call it jank. Um, (laughs) I will, well, not, I guess you can call it jank. Uh, I will be playing one of those. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You know, I, I will be playing one of those decks uh, in the stream that we, that, we will have before this episode comes out, um, but also, you know, knowledge is power. Won uh, a Spanish tournament that happened a couple weeks ago, you know, yes. and they were they were saying it was pretty strong. So, um, yeah. Okay, anyway, what are what are kind of your your broad takes on knowledge is power before we di- dig into obviously what are the cards we want to see in it?
0: Uh, I can see how how it can be um, strong even without being considered full jank because. So the you want to draw card in any in any card game, you want to draw cards. So this is already rewarding you for that. I mean, so you you're automatically going to start gaining agenda at six. Uh, that's not terribly hard to kind of hover around and stay at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really have a lot of discard effects right now. Uh, the shakedowns probably the one that could hit the most at one time. So mm-hmm. once you get past that six threshold, you're you're just steadily going to be gaining agenda. Where it gets tricky and what you need to start thinking of is when you're around that 10 and you you need to hit that exactly, what are the types of cards that you can reliably either pitch to get down to 10 or, uh, and you also have to think of it as your leader too, because it's whenever your leader exhausts. So Mm -hmm. you you need things for your leader to do.
1: Right. Yeah. No, and that's, that's a good point. There is, there's kind of the two halves of the agenda, right? You need the draw to get yourself up because, You know, if you're if you're earning one point a turn from this agenda, that's not gonna really do it. Like, not you know, obviously some turns you'll earn one, that's fine. But if that's kind of all you're getting, that's not great. So you really want to be hitting that two, I think, as much as possible. So like you said, you need the you need the draw to get up there, but then you also need to make sure you stay at that ten. Um, you know, of course, you know, because it's a leader exhaust, you have some control over the timing, but yeah, like you said, you need you need ways of ditching cards and things for your leader to do. Also, you need a leader because they have to be out in the streets. So you need a leader that can take a punch, or you need to be able to defend them right somehow.
0: So let's see who who likes being damaged to be healed, <laughs> and would help drawing cards.
1: Yeah, it's a really tough, uh, tough pair, you know, and, and it's like, especially if there was some other, some other haven that could like damage him to also draw cards. They seem like totally that would good. go really well together, right? Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> so obviously <laughs> so- Alejandro and University Library are the default for this agenda.
0: Yeah, I I can't see another combination right now that that you should go with rather. Sure. It's just the most efficient thing you can do right now with this agenda.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, I think, I think there are other, there's some potential for some other stuff. Um, But I mean, it's the consistency of that is just so good. And, and also a lot of the other draw, like Tremere has some of the best draw right now. And so like, just play alejandro you know because you're already playing tremere for the for the um the ritual right so it just it just kind of all works together really nicely mm-hmm.
0: so speaking of the ritual uh that would be seek knowledge yeah so that that's a good uh so you draw these two cards and you discard one
1: mm-hmm. so
0: it's a good way to get you up And also search for either because you're probably going to have some just regular hosted actions in your deck because you're probably not going. I mean, you'll probably go for citizens where you can because that's just more agenda and an exhaust trigger. Mm -hmm. Um, But this also gets you to your other hosted actions quicker if you're in a position where you need to stay at home. Um, Just all around good card for this deck. Um, yep. it's a little tricky I think with cuz it's a ritual so you need to get your blood elsewhere which the rest of the deck doesn't I think have a ton of ways of doing that at least the right. ones that I've tr- looked at or tried to build.
1: Right. Yeah, I think I th- I mean lately I've built been building without playing any really hardly any rituals but I think that there probably is a deck that runs a little more like straight Tremere and runs to seek knowledge. Um, because like the other thing with, with knowledge is power is because you're drawing your deck, you can play. Well, I, I guess I should say the thing about Alejandro library is that because you're drawing so many cards, you can play some of these like rituals or schemes or whatever that, that need you to draw specific cards. Um, so like, I can see a more ritual-heavy deck working. like like Kind of like you, I haven't really built in that direction yet, but I could see that being a thing.
0: I think just pairing up Alejandro with Grigori might be enough. Because I don't think you need to necessarily put all three blood on this to get a, mm-hmm. a, a value out of it. Probably yep. two is fine. Um, because once you get to that you know, when you're hovering around 10, be it like you're at 9 or 11, you don't want to start drawing too much and like have no way to get back down.
1: Right, yeah, no, totally agree. And I mean, this is good. I I think, well, even outside of this deck, I think Seek Knowledge is pretty good, but it's, you know, it's still only netting you one card, right? It's draw two cards and discard one, which again, (laughs) still very strong. But, you know, if you get your hand wiped out, it's not like Seek Knowledge is going to instantly refill it either. So, yeah,
0: yeah, it'll, It'll take some time, <laughs> right? Okay, um, so who else? Who else pairs in with this deck?
1: Yeah, so, so there's plenty of vampires that can help draw cards or re- refresh cards, right? So, so first to go through kind of all the, all the the well, I say all there's two really that <laughs> draw cards on their own without like you don't need to spend a card to draw a card. It's literally just card draw. And those would be um, Darius and June. Uh, so one of those is probably fairly common. Darius Wolf is the Tremere who has guard and can, whenever he blocks, you draw a card. So pretty good. I mean, he has four BP, so he's a little more expensive than most guards. But again, you're getting draw. You're paying okay? for the draw, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think, so it's kind of, it's kind of nice because either he can block and draw you a card, uh, or if you need to play a reaction, you know, he, uh, on, on him, he replaces that. So you can kind of use it either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one would be June Bryant, who at the start of your turn, if you control Prince of the City, draw two cards. I have never actually draw seen her in card. play. Nope. June Bryant has two cards.
0: Really? Then... Our our handmade deck builder's wrong.
1: <laughs> oh, that's probably true. I don't know. I'm looking at the picture on online, so...
0: Never mind. Two cards.
1: Two cards. Either way, <laughs> I honestly don't think it matters.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this isn't... Uh, <laughs> the, the extra card isn't helping her.
1: <laughs> right. Um. And I, I mean, for a lot of reasons, right? Like, her disciplines are weird for Ventrue and titles. Her stats are one and one, which is meh like it just i don't know you can try it but also if you control prince like i mean you're 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 probably probably, already right (laughs) and and generally speaking you're probably putting prince on your leader and so you don't want your leader necessarily i mean i guess it doesn't matter if your leader goes out in the in the street because they have zero secrecy their way so i don't know maybe that's not as much of a non-combo but again yeah you you've got prince People are gonna come after you. I, uh, I just feels unnecessary and like also like a very different deck than knowledge is power to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. well while she does have to draw in her text box, um, it's an option, but it's probably not a great one. I feel right. pr- it's so funny how we've gone from where we were at in season <laughs> zero with Prince is crazy, and now I right. feel like Prince is just such a non-issue.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and a, a lot of that is multiplayer, right? Like I think in multiplayer, right. Prince is a lot more interesting because there is. I think in some ways, I think people have swung too far on the scared side. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's in one v one, it's a lot different. So yeah. uh, in one v one, I guess if you want to play Dollage's power and play June, you know, go for it.
0: Yeah, it makes more sense.
1: Um. So. Yeah, so those are the kind of the only two that just straight up draw cards. Then there are two other ones that like replace cards when you play specific card types. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can st- we can stick in Ventru to to for the first one who is Bruno um, and he draws a card when you play an ongoing. So there's several different ongoings, right? Uh, potentially, he might fit into the the ritual deck, I guess. Although he's five BP and doesn't really do a whole lot else for you. Um, I, you know, I don't. Again, I don't think like I think Bruno is good. I don't necessarily think that knowledge is power is the best place for him. Right. Um. Let's see who else we have. We have Faith, who when you play a ritual, draw card. So she's. Pretty much the same as Bruno, except that she has that blood sorcery icon and you don't mind exhausting her to help reduce the sorcery or the rituals. And she's only she's four versus five VP, So she's she seems much more, you know, if you want to go down that ritual path that that, like I said, we haven't really explored, then she seems like a decent fit. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Let's see, there's uh Freddie. Yeah, so he's when uh, when he plays a reaction. Uh, so that's a little more restrictive than the other ones because that's just when you play a card type. So he needs to be either the target or blocking, and then he needs to play a reaction, draw one card. So mm-hmm. just replaces just getting getting to those other cards in your deck quicker.
1: Yep, which I we... so it's yeah,
0: it, yeah, he I, is an option.
1: Yeah, and I and I, th- and I think that replacing. A reaction can be kind of nice because I think one of the ways to try to try to disrupt a play. I mean, obviously, attacking is always kind of a disruption, but also specifically a strength of numbers, or I mean, strength of numbers, uh, knowledge is power. That's me glancing down at the wrong place on the outline. Uh, <laughs> knowledge is power is trying to get cards out of their hand by forcing them to play reactions, right? Well, so Freddie could kind of help by, I guess, blunting that. You know, right? You you you're not losing a card out of your hand. You're because you're replacing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a really good
0: point. Cause I, I always think to myself when I play against someone playing knowledge power, I'm always thinking like, okay, I probably need to be a little overly aggressive to just keep them dumping cards, but I have yet to see anyone. I don't know if it's because he's a promo vampire or just people haven't had a chance to play with him much, but he he's a good counter to that um, strategy, I guess.
1: Yep. And then the last one who I really don't see being played, but we should mention him for the sake of completeness is Govna. Who when you play a card face down outside of an attack, he draws you a card. I don't see that being a thing. Triggering. <laughs> I mean, like we've we've said we build jank, but like that seems like some turbo jank right there, like playing a power schemes or something. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I guess if you're playing schemes, you can you can get rid of two cards in a single action, which is kind of fun, I guess, but <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um, oh and I guess there is we do have one other draw effect that we should mention and that is Hydra cool. because he can also draw you cards uh, when he's the attacker I and got- the neat
0: thing with him is with so if, if he's your leader and uh, let's say you start an attack and you're at nine cards and you put, no, that's not right.
1: Yeah. If you're at nine, well, you can't play an attack if you do that. Right. But yeah, that's what I mean. So you could play it.
0: If you were at 10 cards, you could play an attack,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, use his ability because the, uh, the agenda doesn't check for the number until it, the action is completed. Right. Um, yeah. So a little bit of timing uh, mechanics you can play with there.
1: Yeah. I, I think he would be an example of somebody that I would, Look to as a like potential not playing Alejandro. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like, I don't think the cards are there for it right now. But if, if either like Bruja gets some draw or there's some other clan that like meshes nicely with Bruja that has some draw and you can play like a more aggressive knowledge power, that seems potentially interesting, right? Um, I, yeah. get, I I don't know that it's there right now, but it seems, seems like a kind of a cool thing you could do. Be a weird balancing act
0: because if if you're playing Bruja, you probably want to be punching stuff, but then you also want to be saving cards. They would they would need a lot of supplemental draw,
1: right? But yeah, who knows what the future brings. Who knows? Um, and so yeah, other than that, it's kind of funny because we we basically talked about everybody who draws cards. Uh, outside of that, you can really build with whatever you want. You mm. know,
0: yeah, um, pro- probably a lot of whatever. Um, you could probably dip into some schemes, just basically anything that can get your leader to exhaust when you have that um, when you hit that ten card threshold. Um, yep. Some rain of bloods, because uh, or no, is rain of
1: blood? Rain of blood one? is the unhosted one. Mercy is the host. Okay, one. mercy. We had, mercy. We had a whole discussion on this. <laughs> um, we did. Yes, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, yeah, you could do schemes, you could do, I think, generally speaking, like, attacking uh, mortals, well, I mean, attacking in general, but especially mortals is probably the quote-unquote easy way, because they're generally going to be there in their free, you know, agenda. Um, yeah, once you get the
0: stats to start knocking mm-hmm. them off without any cards, that's when you're in the sweet spot. Right,
1: now, the issue with that now is, like, Horde the herd and stuff being out makes it a little more dangerous you know, to go after those citizens, which is interesting. I mean, I like, right. Because it's, it's not just an easy mode. Like, Oh, I'll just go beat up citizens for extra points. Mm -hmm. I think it also makes those stuff like schemes or whatever, more potentially viable. um, Because now you're not playing into that citizen meta or whatever. Right. Yeah. Lots of, lots of different ways. Like I said, you'll see, you'll see maybe my preferred jank version. (laughs) Uh, in our in or our have shame. seen <laughs> have seen you will have seen um <laughs> but but yeah there's there's I think there's a lot of things you do that's part of why it's a fun agenda because you I mean literally you can put Alejandro library and then do whatever you want with the other forty six yeah. cards. Yeah we I wasn't kidding when
0: it was wide open. <laughs> uh-huh Okay, right. um, so the next one, Strength in Numbers.
1: Yes. this. So this agenda, if, if you uh, don't remember what it does, because I, I, I have a feeling this is one that hasn't seen a lot of play for a lot of people. Yep. Um, it is at the start of your turn, if you control three characters in the streets, gain one agenda. If you control four or more characters, each with two plus BP in the streets, gain two agenda instead. Uh, this had a very very brief uh, interest when Thin Bloods were spoiled, and then people read Strength in Numbers again and realized it required two or more VP, and I think everybody forgot about it again. let <laughs> um, <laughs> well, to be fair, it came out with the Thin Bloods,
0: so it yes. was all at the same time.
1: <laughs> oh, no, the fair, fair. Um, I like this agenda. Granted, also I think this is a much better agenda in one v one because less attacks right right but but i i like this i like this agenda um you know but anyway point B, right like you're getting you literally get free agenda you don't even have to exhaust your leader it's just at the start of your turn Mm -hmm. that seems that seems great right that seems super easy
0: yeah it runs into the same problem that we talked about the first half of knowledge is power is that you know even if you have the three characters, you're only getting one, and that's going to just take forever. Uh, so you really need to be gunning for the second half, which is considerably harder to get. I think. <laughs> right. Uh, I wonder if this changes with the the new pack coming out because we're going to have um, we're going to have more characters that are lower VP. That uh, since this also keys off being in the streets, you you have to leave these characters somewhat vulnerable, mm-hmm. but Hakata is fine getting knocked out, so I, I, don't, I don't know.
1: That's true, that could be, <laughs> there could be some interesting, you know, stuff there with some of the torpor abilities in the Hakata, where it's like okay, you knock him out, but then I also, I still get a benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, but yeah, in general, this agenda, you want to have a lot of, it's, it's swarm, but not quite like thin bloods are, right? Like you, you want a lot of vampires, but you also want them to be survivable. Um, or, I mean, I guess you could always try to play, like put five vampires in the streets and say, okay, you got to kill two of them to deny me my (laughs) agenda. You know, that's all, that's another thing too. So, um, and and it also is weird because it, it, I think it's like, it wants a lot of reactions, right. To again, Mm -hmm. to keep, to keep people safe. Um, I, th- I so I played this once and it was actually better than I expected. I played it uh, with actually with bad penny as my leader
0: <laughs>
1: because it's, again, it's like a of all she can play. Um, well, because she's a Mokavian and with the double obfuscation, she gives you two real strong reactions, uh, insanity, right. defense and cloaked in shadow um, or whatever that's called. Uh, You know, so she gives you those two, and it's also like, well, okay, if you kill her, she'll be right back next turn. It's like, did you really get a lot out of that, right? Um,
0: and before um, this came out in a time before we were scared of uh getting clapped back with reactions because right, we have like uh, bad reflection, um, slapping your face is still kind of out there,
1: cornered rat. Too, yeah. Cor- right. Cornered rat. Yeah. So, so yeah, like I, I think with Nosferatu, yeah, because of those, like it, it, adds some real interesting. You know, I mean, you can come at me, but like it might hurt you too. Yeah, um, sure. And if you know, if you can defeat somebody with a reaction, like sure, they may deny you the extra point from strength and numbers, but like if you defeated a rival, uh, you know, of course, it has to be the person your rival is, but like that's potentially an agenda for you, right? So I don't know it's it's weird and i think that's the other thing is because, because it's not played a lot people don't know how to play against it yeah right it's yeah, always if been there's ever a,
0: if there's ever a deck that like starts winning a bunch of games with this agenda it's going to it's going to pants a lot of people at first <laughs> right
1: right yeah i mean and it's like it's a it's a deck that like it's just weird and and i that was the other fun thing i remember again you know again it was one on one game but um playing my deck it's like i had somebody knocked into torpor i had so many vampires knocked into torpor but because i built my deck around it like i was fine <laughs> i didn't yeah. lose i didn't i didn't lose via elimination i didn't lose via prestige drain because i had ways of getting prestige back and so like i mean i i i mean i lost a vampire turn for like four or five turns and was i can't remember if i won or if i lost on the line but i mean i was right there in that game like uh So you can do some weird stuff and it's probably more more you can build a deck to be more um, resilient than you might initially think.
0: Yeah, I just thought of a I don't know if this is a valid mind game or me just laughing, Uh, but I I think if I would play the deck with this, I wouldn't flip it until I could hit that second condition. (laughs) <laughs> right so because like nobody like oh he's he's got a big coterie and but once you flip it even if you have the three and you're getting the one agenda you're like immediately putting a target on your back mm-hmm. um but if you don't flip it until you get to four plus you're getting at least two off of that whereas you might have only gotten the one before and then you might be uh overly controlled by the rest of the table at that point so
1: right um, uh, yeah and you could i think you could easily <laughs> basically just be skipping one turn of agenda. Like your first turn, you know, uh, play two vampires and then pass and then not flip it until, you know, the next time you put you have four, you go out to the street and, you know, punch a citizen or whatever. Now what about Havens for this? Is it is it always default the pit? Uh, I don't think so, actually. I I think I played it with Dragon Roost. I actually like it with Dragon Roost because you can set up weird blocking situations and get some prestige. I think you could play it potentially with Oh, the
0: prestige is important. Yeah,
1: right. I think you could potentially play it with um, the, the dockyards, which lets you discard a card to, you know, to save somebody. Um, I mean, the pit is certainly a a viable option
0: because you could potentially Uh, get straight to scoring on, on your second turn if you wanted to. mm Mm-hmm
1: um i well we talked about this the other day i i want to find a place for thrift shop and maybe this is the place for thrift <laughs> shop right um like because it lets you play some bigger cards with maybe your smaller vampires and also okay knock out my leader and i'm gonna give you minus one blood token so just that extra little incentive you know um yeah
0: more more hurting you for hurting me
1: mm-hmm Yep, and then um, I also wanted to mention heightened senses is great for this. It again, you you know, if you have the right leader, but like if you have a uh, like Aurora, you know, with that double that double eyeball, Mm -hmm. um, it's great because you can play play
0: sentences without thinking about. Oh, I'm just, I guess, I'm just going to play Aurora. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was strength and numbers. Uh, Yeah, I, I think I think eventually it'll it has to come back at some point or be viable at some point.
1: (laughs) I see. The other thing is I think it's one of those agendas that is trickier to build around and to to conceptualize. So I think it will always be underrepresented versus it's quote unquote power level. Um, Just because like I said, yeah, it's not straightforward at all to build it's and it's different and weird and yeah, but personal personal favorite of mine so if anybody wins or does well at a prince event with strength of numbers uh please send me your deck because i will (laughs) i will certainly shout you out in in an episode if that happens guarantee it all right
0: call to action there you go a prince event with strength of numbers
1: or you know or like final table it that's fine too
0: We'll accept final.
1: We'll table. accept final table.
0: Okay. Um. So now we get into the more uh, hyper focused stuff. Yeah. And first up, we have one of my one of my bigger disappointments. Um, base of power.
1: <laughs> yep. Um. I. So this is literally when you attach a title gain to I. If,
0: if there was ever an agenda that said. Uh, in the middle of the game run out of gas this is
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes that is very sadly true um also potentially some games your opening hand is no titles uh and you're just like well and you don't see one in the first few cards and you're just like well i'm having a bad time um but then of course we just
0: got a new title
1: that's true. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, <laughs> There's three and, more
0: copies of a title for your deck. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's that's actually potentially very huge, right? Um, right. Because it it, it it raises both your ceiling and your floor, you know? Yeah. Uh, it raises the number of points you can get to this. Because that's, I think that's important to mention, right? Is like, you literally cannot win the game just by playing titles. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike, I think, almost any of the other agendas... You you literally cannot put enough titles in your deck.
0: <laughs> well, now we can. We're at we're at seven now.
1: That's true. I guess if you, if you if you claim Prince, yeah. No, no, no.
0: Prince and uh, the new one.
1: Right, right. I'm saying, but but like so Prince oh, is the out seventh of your deck. Title.
0: Out of your right. deck. I got right. You.
1: you can only put six in your deck. Yes, got it. So you can get to twelve, but not thirteen. Yeah.
0: Um, Which if if I mean if you played the whole game and played six titles and didn't go grab one citizen (laughs) yeah that's probably a little weird (laughs) yeah
1: then then you really frankly deserve to lose um (laughs) but so it's also it is nice because there's really not anything your opponents can do to stop you when you play a title unless playing other titles (laughs) unless they're also playing titles (laughs) then then you're both in for maybe a bad time
0: Yeah. um, And I also feel like not... I don't know. When I... This was back in core. I I also felt like I didn't always... Other than the fact that playing a title would get me to Agenda, I almost felt like I didn't want all the titles in my deck.
1: Right. Um, Which which is actually... is kind
0: of very specific.
1: Harold's great if it's the first one you see, and it's bad if it's on turn like seven. Mm. I mean, I guess it's still cheap at that point, so you're fine, but...
0: Well, sometimes I would be a dummy and like I'd play Harold super early and then realize that uh, my, I didn't have a 5vp character to yep. play like Seneschal on.
1: Yep, that I'm is, like, that oh, can be tricky. Great. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I so do it, think it,
0: it takes a little bit of like planning. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not just, oh, I drew a title. I'm going to play it right now.
1: Right. I, I do think Sheriff has gotten better as we've yeah. seen more cards, more ongoing cards that you want to get rid of. Um I think the rest of them are fine uh <laughs> Prigen honestly is maybe less good just because I don't feel like I see as many scheme decks and also title decks aren't really a thing so you don't necessarily need the, <laughs> the damage back um might but
0: with that with the sombrabra
1: stuff. also true can, also yeah. true yeah um and and is never bad. Either right, or I say right. never, but uh, in in a I mean in a title deck you all, you're always going to have it because if yeah, you'll always be li- able to play it if and yes it always it you can play it it helps you play other titles and also it helps you if somebody claims prince it helps you kill prince which is nice um but I, and and you know I because I played this agenda at Gen Con, and it was just too slow to stop me from. Or t- it was too slow to really get me ahead in those early game situations, you know, where somebody else could knock a, ri- a non-rival out and still win on Agenda. And I was sitting there with, like, two Agenda from my, from my uh, you know, from base <laughs> of power. So, just didn't didn't work out great. I still think it's a great one-on-one Agenda. I uh, say great. Yeah. I think it's a, a good 1v1 Agenda. I think it's very viable in 1v1. I don't think I'd ever play it in multiplayer again, but... <laughs> Well, we'll get
0: there.
1: Um, but hey, yeah, like you got, said, got I mean, one,
0: we got the one more title. With we we this got the pack, one more
1: title so. and, and more influence stuff in La Sombra, which is important. So um, yes. unfortunately, we planned all this out before we saw La Sombra. So we won't be talking about any of the La Sombra stuff now, mm-hmm. but that's coming.
0: Um, Just that it's out there.
1: Yes. So <laughs> what are the other like library cards we've talked about a little bit about all the titles i don't think we really need to go super in depth with them because i kind of agree with you like generally speaking with the exception of Siniscal, and i don't know like the rest of them are they're fine but they're not like game changing necessarily
0: like keepers okay if, if you're gonna play a homebody deck
1: Yeah, like, Keeper's fine, like, you like having it, but also, if somebody really wants to punch you, they're probably going to be able to punch you, you know, stuff like that, right? Like, so, so, they're good, but I don't think it's worth going in, like, super in-depth and trying to figure out, like, oh, you know, which, how many of each one do you want? I mean, uh, you want at least, you probably want at least two of everything, maybe three, three of several of them, you know, Um
0: so yeah, basically, if you're playing base power, you're you're gonna play some combination of titles, uh, because mm-hmm. you need you need as much as as you can get. Uh, so that's that for that. Uh, other key pieces, um, usually Stevie's kind of been the the default leader.
1: Yeah, although I'm,
0: I know you don't like going with her.
1: Well, I so I I liked her early. I'm I've cooled on her a little bit. Um, I mean she's still good, but I'm wondering about Victor. Um, because he basically has the same thing except it's not a refund.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You know? Um and which is which is which is nice. I mean his secondary and and he has a secondary ability, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um I mean I don't think you're going to be using it that often but at least that's cool. Um and I mean I guess then the other the other question is like do you want dominate or more or do was you want I was say I think with his his more. disciplines
0: I think are the main deciding factor.
1: Right. I mean but I th- I think you can kind of go either way now, right? Like now we're getting fortitude support and so Stevie potentially becomes better. Um and she's sure. got she's got the two physical, he's got the two mental. I think they're both viable. Um and they, and they both kind of do the same thing. So it really turns into which discipline do you want? You know, uh,
0: and yeah, going into what seems to be, uh, uh, meta with a lot more influence around, you know, Victor being able to deal out that token is probably going to become a lot more important than it used to be.
1: Also true. Also true. So
0: yeah, those, those I think are your, I I don't think you probably ever consider, um, What's his name? Randolph as a leader,
1: not for base of power. So we had this discussion on this card the other day. I like Randolph actually as a leader, um, but in a title deck, but I, because I think what he enables you to do is to, to flip, to be more attacking. Right. Aggro, which is important. I found, especially in multiplayer. That being said, he doesn't feed into the base of power specifically. So I don't think you play him as your base of power leader.
0: Yeah, I've seen ducks slip him in as this like the seventh vampire. Where if Stevie's got and made you enough money, like mm-hmm. here's Randolph and Randolph goes smash. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it does feel kind of win more in that scenario, right?
1: Yeah, and and it's like with especially now that Victor's out, like you can be running. Three other, you could be running four, five BP vampires if you really, really want to, and you're concerned about you know getting Siniscal and stuff. Like I don't think you need him. Yeah. Um, I I think we would be last last vampire. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Shep uh, Mason because he literally plays you a four BP vamp, uh, four BP title, four influence title for free, and a good Uh, one. And a good one. I don't know if he goes in base of power because it's like Nosfratu is a weird fit. Um but you know, hey, whatever, splash it or something, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's I think, weird it's weird I, but it I, could Nosferatu, work.
0: Nosfratu like I I try not to think of just slotting in one clan because you can't build off that, but otherwise I mean, Bobby's always a decent guard, but Nasratu has, you know, the he got bad reflection. So if this is gonna basic power, is if you're gonna play it as a homebody deck, I could see slotting Nosferatu in um, for those reactions.
1: Right. I mean, the problem is, right? Like, then you're playing Shep for one library card. I mean, three copies out of forty. Right. And and. and Potence, double potence doesn't really play into anything else you're doing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I could see some weird version, but it, it, to me, it doesn't really seem worth it right now. Yeah.
0: Okay. And
1: then we have the pretty much de facto
0: title <laughs> Haven right now. Yes. <laughs> it's royal Retreat.
1: Yep. I Which cannot. Which has see other
0: use. Right. If you're if you're gonna lean into titles that hard, this is probably gonna be it. I like it at least that Royal Retreat is not stuck to this type of deck, yes, um, be- because of its uh, secondary ability. So you'll see it around all the time, but this is probably the one you're just going to go with.
1: Yeah, I mean, because the the title, everybody with the title getting an influence basically means your titles get cheaper as you go, which is great. Um, and then it all it comes with this nice secondary ability, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. There's no reason I say that. I say there's no reason to run another one. I have seen, I have not, I've seen it in a while, but I've seen a list of, I think a thrift shop uh, title deck because it makes all your title okay, yeah. go onto vampires, cheaper vampires, right? Right. So that was, that was kind of fun. Um, I think that's a very <laughs> specialized deck. I think almost always you're gonna be going Royal Retreat.
0: I think I've also had seen one that was running old post office.
1: <laughs> just to
0: use anything in your hand to get the titles out. It's true. I guess you could. I don't know how great that is. I mean
1: to um, see that's that's one of those things, right? To me, Royal Retreat just seems better because you're the playing, discounts start adding up. Yeah. Right. The discounts start adding up and you're not paying cards for them. But yeah. Uh, I could I could see either one. Um, so that being said, talking about gaining influence, we should go into the influence modifiers and other ways of getting influence, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I think it's pretty fair to say you play at least a few influence modifiers in this deck.
0: Yes. Um, last word. It's probably the best one. Not yep. Cle-
1: clearly. <laughs> right. Right. Because you don't care about the effect. Um. Because you're. I mean that's not entirely fair to say because uh, you can definitely sort of do some secondary schemes with all this influence that you've got. But the biggest thing you want is just that big old influence number. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also getting prestige is nice because you're probably, you need to play a fair amount of vampires. And so prestige gain is going to be nice for you too. So yeah, I think last, I think last word is just hits both those things. Yeah, and you're and you're
0: probably in the early game going to be spending a little bit of your money to get some titles out. So more ways of making sure you don't accidentally get like prestige. Yeah, this prestige drained mm-hmm. is good. I just realized, are there only two influence modifiers in the game right now? Yep. We need more of
1: those. We need. <laughs> I. It would be nice to see another one. Yeah.
0: So yeah, you'll you'll probably at least slot in three X of last word. Um, I don't think you need more than that, but Hedgerets is there, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, again, so, and this was probably more of a 1v1 versus multi thing. You can run, I think you can run a title deck that literally basically doesn't run attacks, or, or obviously, you know, very, very few, um, and basically go for titles and schemes. And yeah. maybe in that deck you run extra influence modifiers, but. I, I don't know that you can be that influ- insular in multiplayer. <laughs> I don't know. Especially for a deck that's not quite as fast. Yeah. Um, so okay. we also have uh blood makes noise and assert authority as ways of getting extra influence. Um mm-hmm. which assert authority is sort of the opposite assert authority is like great in multiplayer because it's just plus three influence on your leader. That's amazing. Blood makes and noises, then, um, again, may be too slow because it's a ritual.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that kit has the ability to slot in right now, at least. So, I did play against a deck in, at Gen Con that, that used it well enough. Um, I don't remember... It did use the influence, but I can't remember what the schemes it was playing was
1: for, but right. it was there. And I mean, I definitely Um, think like it can help you play a a title. I just don't think you play it in (laughs) base of power, right? Like you can use it, you know, you can use it to play a Cinescull or something, but like that's, that doesn't mean you're playing all the rest of the titles with it.
0: Right. Yeah. And then the sort of three, like you already mentioned. Okay. So other, other cards that key off titles, and I know this one is a favorite of yours. Because mm-hmm. it was it three times in one game, he threw this at me. Yeah. So dignity of office,
1: dignity of office, one of my favorites. Uh
0: so yeah, plus two uh, shields for each character. With a thank God it's not for each title, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, for each character. Well, I mean, effectively, it is right. Or...
1: Because oh yeah, I guess that's true. Because that's, one on... that's
0: how the rules work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, sure. oh, yeah, I love that. And it's it's my answer to whenever people are like, oh, I did eight damage with an attack. I'm like, okay, I have eight shields. Whatever. <laughs> that's fine.
0: <laughs> eight shields plus stat, it's uh, it's all good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's totally, totally fine.
0: And then we have, um, talking about attacks, we have Know Your Place. Uh, I mean, you're probably going to at least look at this. I don't think because i know you you mentioned if if you're running attacks you're probably not Mm -hmm. running too many of them Mm -hmm. i don't know if this makes
1: it so the nice thing is right it's only two it's a two damage attack basically right because if it's one if the attacker has a title if they're prince plus two which obviously you know you're not planning on that but i mean a two damage attack is generally pretty strong and it's only three bp so you can play it on anybody um off the top of my head, I haven't, you know, I haven't really done the sitting down and looking at how many social title people you have, but like, I, I, I guess part of it too, right, is like, if you're only running a few attacks, you might as well make them hurt. So, true. Sure. Uh, it's definitely level not level. as good as the other one, I will say, I will say that.
0: Yeah, so the other one, um, the power play, mental, mm-hmm. um, five BP, one damage. Uh, one damage for each character with a title in this party. That's what I like. Yes, I like when I like when he ca- I like when it counts all the effort I'm putting in. <laughs>
1: right, right. So yeah, where, whereas peer pressure or not peer pressure, know your place is the uh, I don't want to say just low effort, but like it's it's just the attacker. But it's like to have a have a title plus two damage, boom, like nice and easy. This one takes more work and is five BP, but also can. It can be the one that swings for four or five damage, plus whatever your stat is. Yeah, you know, um, so that's that's pretty good. And then another a non a non attack card that I neglected to to note before, um, but should have is uh, Royal Review, which is just gain a prestige for each title in your coterie. Again, we've talked about you know prestige drain being a thing. Royal Review is a way of uh, another way of kind of generating that prestige back once you've played some titles. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so yeah, that's the tile deck. Um, it's a, it's a deck that kind of still feels like it's stuck in the core. I think maybe yep. a decent way of putting it. Yep, um,
1: yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. Is which <laughs> which is why part of why LaSambra will be interesting because I this has not really gotten any pieces since the core, and in the core it was already. Not bad, but, you know, uh, on on some shaky ground a little bit and and not getting anything has just pushed it that much farther behind.
0: Yep. Okay, so on to the next one. I like this one a lot. Uh, Manipulate the masses. Yeah. So this is all about schemes and how to abuse them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So when a scheme you play succeeds, gain one agenda. Well, that doesn't sound bad. It's only one agenda, Um, but there's also a card called PR firm. Yes, and you can have multiples of those out because they're ongoing. And that is when you play, or when a scheme you play succeeds, uh, you pay a prestige, gain an agenda. Mm -hmm. So now your schemes are doing two to four every time you succeed.
1: Yep, and and important to note, right? Manipulate the masses is not once per round. It's, I mean, again, you're probably only playing two schemes, but you can get that to, to agenda. It's also harder to get through, to push through two schemes because you have to have enough influence for both, but it's certainly possible.
0: Yep. Um, So that has, that has huge burst potential. Yep. Um, I've I've been on the receiving end of that a couple of times. Like the the scheme player is just like, oh, what are they doing over there? And then out of nowhere, it's like I win.
1: Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's not even close. This is the burstiest agenda in the game, right? Like, yeah. it's not even really Christmas land to to see a, a manipulate the masses player getting five agenda in one action. With like a greed is two, a masses is you know three, and then one or two. PR firms, like I mean that's obviously that's gonna be very strong, but that's not like out of the question.
0: It's not it's not even Christmas land. Like right. that's 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 a very real right uh potential thing. So yeah, like you mentioned, uh greed is just another scheme that says should I get two agenda? And then there's also fame and fortune, which is should I gain one agenda and two prestige? Um because there it, it PR firm, you do have to pay for that ability every time you use it. So yes. you, you do need ways of gaining that prestige back. Yes, um, but if you're if you're using the method that you're already strong in to get the money back, you should be having a good time.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and and I think that's that's the an important thing, right? Is that there are a lot of cards that give you prestige for playing schemes. Like Bunny gives you prestige for playing schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, the last word gives you prestige for playing schemes and helps. And both of those also help you push them through, you know, so you should be able to kind of play your schemes and, and reload that prestige as you go. Right. And then if you're worried about, um,
0: you know, aggro or having the table turned on you, well, you just play mercy to heal yourself, get more agenda. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just <laughs> sit there and wave at the table.
1: Right. Yep. Or, you know, or play balance of power to like try to slow slow your rival down by draining their agenda. Right. You know, there's there's lots of things you can do. Um, I think the trick with this is I think it's a meta thing where if you see a manipulate the masses person, player at the table and once as soon as they get a PR firm out, you have to figure out who's going to start punching them. (laughs) Right. Right. Like you just, the table has to beat them up. Right. Because if you leave them alone. You'll all lose. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that, that's really, um, I don't think anything is going to shake this combination up for a good amount of time. I mean, Either there's going to be better schemes or there is not.
1: Yep. Um, we we did finally get some new schemes, which is exciting. Yes. Yes. We'll have to, yes. we'll have to digest and, and see how they, we think they're going to, and, and Lissombra. LaSambra also got some influence stuff like we talked about, right? So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see, because I do feel like Manipulate the Messes has also kind of fallen off since the core set, um, not even necessarily in, in terms of how good it is, but just in terms of how much people are playing it. Right. You know? So I'm excited to kind of see it. Maybe I can I
0: can see it be a, a, quote, boring deck to play because it, it is kind of the biggest solitaire-ish type deck because pretty much the only point you care about the rest of the table is when you actually go to scheme. And mm-hmm. you're probably not going to scheme unless you know that you can win.
1: Yeah, so I'm confused. You said boring, and then you just said a bunch of really great stuff after that. I don't... I don't get it. Well, <laughs> I guess to me, <laughs> man, I don't know. Like well, say, oh, I, saying, I, I'm only, saying,
0: I'm only say I'm only going to play this card. If I <laughs> g- guarantee I'm going to win is somewhat
1: boring. <laughs> no, no, it is. It, it definitely, I think, I do think that's true is, is it takes a specific type of player to want to play a solitaire deck. That is definitely true. Yeah.
0: So not to say this is hundred percent solitaire. Um, but I think it is the closest thing we have. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, uh, moving on to the next uh, specialized deck, and this one I'm gonna I'm gonna have zero experience talking about because uh, I have yet to even play with conspiracies. Uh, so yes. uh, the end is nigh.
1: Yes, the conspiracy deck. So this one is: the first time you resolve a conspiracy during each of your turns, gain one prestige and two agenda. So it's nice because you're not spending an action for it on that turn, but you did have to spend the action to play the conspiracy. Right. So like, right. It's a delayed payoff kind of thing.
0: And you also um, can't burst it in a turn either because it's only triggering on the first time you resolve something.
1: Right. Right. Um, it does give you prestige gain though, which is good. Like prestige well, gain, I, yeah. You, you, nice. you need it with the conspiracy. You do, you okay. for you for sure do. <laughs> um, but you know, but prestige gain is is nice. Uh, the, you know, there's now a boost to Madhouse. We, we, you don't have to exhaust your uh, your leader, so that's nice. Um, the the, the Kim Kim fan is always out there, though. Um, <laughs> I don't,
0: his <laughs>
1: yep, I don't think she's really worth playing for her agenda or for her ability, at least right now, but she does exist. So be wary. Yes. Um. I, although to be fair too, I also think it's kind of a hard sell for the Kim fan player. Unless if you don't know what the conspiracy is and there's, you know, like if, if the conspiracy player is targeting you, then maybe, but like, I mean, and maybe it's a nice negotiating thing, right? Of like, hey, you know, I won't, won't burn, your card. I won't burn yeah. your card until if you target me with something, then I will burn your cards. If you don't, then we can be friends, you know, but um, it's just a thing you have to think about. So
0: yeah, I don't think conspiracies are are quite at that saturation where you need to keep Kim in your pocket for making deals.
1: Not at all. So I will say the conspiracy deck that I saw that I liked was Prestige Drain. I think we might have talked about this last episode Um was a Prestige Drain deck because with probably the best conspiracy and multiplayer whispering campaign that just straight up like steals to Prestige. Um Like you can you can just really and you know while while you can only get one or two agenda for the f- for the first you know conspiracy theoretically you could pop off all three of those at the same in the same turn like obviously that's very rarely going to happen but you know it's not an action so like you can do that and do some other stuff which is kind of the nice thing about conspiracies right is like they're not bursty in agenda but they're kind of bursty in that way of where like you can you can do a bunch of effects without actually spending actions on them in a specific right. turn, they just take the investment mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Yeah. See now you say Whispering Campaign's the best, and I would agree, except that All Tied Up has um, <laughs> two individual occasions cost me a win. <laughs>
1: That's fair. Yes, All Tied Up is so Whispering Campaign is probably the best proactive. All Tied Up is easily the best defensive conspiracy. I mean, it's one of the best win stopping cards in the whole game. Yes. Um so that is the yeah, when you <laughs> when you reveal it, Target foe who did not contribute exhausts all of their characters and it's only two prestige. So with yeah. with the Madhouse, you can literally play it and flip it that turn if you want to. Um it's yeah, it's quite it's quite good. <laughs> quite, quite good. Um,
0: uh, the rest are very situational. I think. Well, maybe not destroy the plans.
1: Destroy the plans is always good. Um,
0: yeah. Lost glory is okay. I mean, we have that same effect on. Um, was it rain on your parade? Mm-hmm. That's never played,
1: right? But the difference, right, is like rain on your parade also doesn't get you towards the agenda. I'm the the problem with lost glory to me is that it's right. four. Yes. Um, it's a, it's a meta thing. I'm curious if now that maybe, you know, if maybe agenda is more, a more important thing, maybe lost glory becomes better. Uh, um, I, I think out of time, which is, which was not there in the, in the course that it came out in blood and alchemy. Um, I'm interested in that to me, that feels like the, I call it a political tool. I've heard the word extortion thrown around. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's, um, not entirely wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, of like, hey, if you contribute to this, you won't lose an action. Um, and I think it's another it's another good potentially not not wind slaying, not the same way or, you know, win stopping the way all tied up is. But talk about slowing somebody down, you know, losing one of your two actions is whew. Yeah, that
0: can mess up uh, a lot of the, like Tremere, like, OK, they they were. They thought they maybe they were gonna only be able to play a ritual but exhaust another character but nope that's now gonna be their only thing they can do that turn <laughs> right so yeah
1: right so um and then of course there's there's the library cards that play in with conspiracies that are pretty much all malcavian like um, surprise yeah I, I and I don't know about the lore I don't know if we'll really ever get another. Like I don't know if there will ever be a conspiracy deck that does not it is not mainly Malkavians.
0: I hope we do.
1: <laughs> sure. Cuz
0: I mean the as I understand like even outside of like the Vampire the Masquerade IP, like vampires are very, you know, secretive and scheming. <laughs> to use the same exact terms, uh right, <laughs> secretive right. and scheming and stuff, it's like that doesn't feel like it should be siloed into a clan. Right. Even, but in card game terms, like the effects that care about this thing seem to be. So yeah, I guess that's, what's going
1: to happen. Right. That's what I agree. Like I, I I would like to see more broadly conspiracy support because I find, I find, I mean, I'm fine with schemes. I find conspiracies a much more interesting mechanic personally. Um, than, than schemes are, but, I I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see it. But um, so, you know, obviously you have you have the power couple, Govna and Velvet, um, where Govna gets you cards for playing conspiracies and Velvet gets you prestige for resolving them. So those are pretty much like your leader is going to be Govna and your secondary person is generally going to be Velvet. Mm
0: hmm. Um, so for library cards, obviously you're going to slot in three X. Everything is connected because why wouldn't you? It's
1: mm-hmm. quite nice. <laughs> um,
0: and then there's also faulty logic,
1: which is also again, faulty, faulty logic is another really fun piece in that prestige game deck because it's like, I mean, the dream, right. Is you contribute a prestige to my whispering campaign that I then resolve and steal two more prestige from you. brutal, just brutal.
0: Now I forget if, so let's say you use this on someone and there's not enough proceeds to trigger it. Then just them putting, just them having their color on the card makes them immune later. Right?
1: Correct. Yeah. You, you have to resolve it that turn for faulty logic, um, to get around it. But, you know, and, and so, yeah, speaking more broadly about conspiracies, I think, Again, I think that they're not for the same reasons, but I think that they're sort of like uh, uh, strength in numbers where it's never going to be as popular as its power level, which also, to be clear, I don't think its power level has been super high. Um, but I, don't, I think it'll always be slightly less powerful because you need, you need to have those plans going, and you also kind of need to play a political game a bit And a lot of people don't want to do that, which I mean, again, is not a note. There's no judgment implied there. Right. Like, but a lot of people don't want to have to think, okay, who do I want to ask to get this or to have to worry about like trying to strong arm somebody and extort somebody. And by saying, if you don't contribute to this, I will use it on you. It's your choice. Um you know, like not everybody wants to be that player. And and I think that's totally fair. So I I always see it being a little bit more of a niche deck.
0: Yeah. And it does take, you know, a little extra thinking about, you know, who do I want to contribute to this now or later? And it's not as simple as, okay, I'm going to fill this card up and I'm going to resolve it and call it a day, get my two agenda, move on. It's like, there, there's a lot of thinking that goes on Mm -hmm. because you might play a conspiracy and, have one player envisioned as the target, and then the next turn you're like, okay, I need to actually get them to contribute so we can go after this person. So it's it's a very fluid uh, method of playing. Yep. Totally. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much all the points for playing that conspiracy deck. Um, next we have Street Brew. Yeah. And this was another one that I think got really popular when Blood and Alchemy was... Uh, spoiled, but I feel like has fallen off pretty heavily.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and so, this is if you sort you know, it's another start of turn agenda, right? If you have alchemy, gain one. If three or more characters have alchemy, gain two. So, yeah, it's, you know, oh, you I forgot that w- this was the agenda
0: I played at Gen Con. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You're right, right. I think you and I had similar experiences with base of power and, and street brew where it was just not fast enough.
0: This was I, I play because I played it in a roost deck.
1: Yeah, you also so played it, a weird it, deck for this.
0: This this was just 100 percent just extra agenda that I might get and if it happens, it happens cool. Um it was not the primary goal of my deck. <laughs>
1: Right, I do not think that the deck you played it in was making the best use of this agenda.
0: Yeah, no, it probably could have just been Hunt the Hunters. Yeah.
1: Um. Uh,
0: anyway, moving on.
1: Yes. So, but so to talk about Street Brew, we should mention Alchemies, right? Um. So what what do Alchemies do broadly speaking?
0: Uh, they pump your stats and give you extra stuff if you're a
1: thin blood. Yep. Which is which is the nice thing about them, right? Is like y- you can set them up, if, if especially if you're playing them on a thin blood. They literally, I mean, I guess they cost you a card, but like, if, especially if you have Frog in play, which you should because he's the best thin blood. Like, you just play your alchemy, you ready the character, you don't, you gain another action. It's like l- almost literally costless, right? Um, and then they also gain, they gain, they grant the thin blood alchemy discipline which if you're playing them on a thin blood is sort of not that interesting but if you're that's where it can be real fun to play them with other clans because of the one costers that like grant um disciplines and stuff so there's there's some kind of fun fun stuff you can do with those
0: yeah i think what catches people off guard the most is the uh the thin blood character who gives uh a blood potency Yes. So that trips a lot of people up, think not realizing that they can play more powerful cards. I've had that happen to me a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think when you're playing this, you're not it, it it's almost like a trick question because you're like, okay, alchemies, I need thin bloods, but you you're using the thin bloods to kind of start the engine, but they're not gonna be the ones in most cases, other than Frog, uh, actually having the alchemy. You right. you probably want other characters that can stay around because Luckily, this agenda, you don't need to be in the streets, um, so it's not like um, mm-hmm. Strength and Numbers, so that's good. But you just need characters that stay around, because once that alchemy is gone, I don't think they have a way to get it back.
1: Uh, not if it's burned. I've- if it's discarded, yeah. they have the... Uh, well, if it's discarded, they have the one that lets them search, you know, top four for an alchemy, and if they whiff, they can bring one back from the discard pile.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So...
1: Very limited ways
0: of getting it back. Yes. Um, so yeah, you need to put it on characters that are going to be able to hold it and not die soon after. Right. So that's going to be other clans. <laughs> yep. Um, but having Thin Bloods in your Coterie comes with a lot of cool bonuses because they mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, cool cards that care about it. Um, Haze is a big one.
1: Yeah, Haze is uh, real, real strong. Just negate any ranged attack or non-attack that targets, which we've seen more of those. We've already seen some spoiled, right? That target um, a vampire and you can just say, no, no, thank you. I don't want that yep. to happen to me.
0: Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of non-attack effects um, that are starting to add up. At first, this wasn't. At first, this was like, okay, this is just the anti ranged card. Right. Um, but its stock has climbed up quite a bit.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. I feel like originally it was, oh, this is the don't Molotov me, bro, right. card. And I feel like that's almost flipped because I feel like I've seen less Molotov and, like you said, more of these non-attack actions that target. And so it's like it's almost flipped to being mainly about those. And then also, hey, yeah, you can shut down a Molotov um, if you need to.
0: Uh, other cards that care about alchemy uh, envelop, which is <laughs> I, I saw this super cool play at Gen Con where uh, someone knocked someone else out by giving everyone in their coterie a one BB token, which then put them all into torpor at the
1: same time. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Probably will never happen again because I don't think thin bloods will be nearly as popular, but yeah. was super funny.
0: Yes. Um, far reach is really good i don't think is gonna go anywhere anytime it's it should always be a consideration if you see Mm -hmm. thin bloods on the table um
1: it's kind of awkward because you do have to detach the stat boost to play it um but i think it's a game winning card right it's it's the one where it's like somebody thinks they're safe they're at home you know maybe they've stacked up some secrecy or whatever and you're like no thank you i will move you out by yourself, no blockers, no reactions. Yeah, yeah.
0: No minus 1 on one stat is 100% worth no blockers, no reactions.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But it's it's I think it's it's a card that you don't you don't well, you, you maybe kind of build around, but it's not like that's your main game plan. That's your I'm going to plan on playing one of these when it's going to really do what I need it to do kind of thing, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, you're playing this to knock someone out. Mhm. Uh, and then you already mentioned. No, oh no, this is a different card. Uh, dangerous Mixture is just one damage for each different alchemy.
1: Yep. So that's that can get you up to, like, you know, I think it has one natively, if I remember right. So, like, yeah, I one natively.
0: To... It's a And like we said earlier, you're playing this with other clans because this is five BP. Mm-hmm. So you literally cannot play this if, if you're well, unless you anything.
1: have, like, unless you have all the other. Right. Plus a bunch of other. BP, a bunch yeah. of other. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and also, like we mentioned too, you know, Frog is. Easily the most important card for alchemy. Um, yes, he, you know I know I know everybody loves to talk about uh, Jacob and his you know giant damage numbers, and that's <laughs> f- that's fine. People can have that, but really we're we're efficiency junkies here. You know we want yep. we want the frog to to play the alchemy and then stand the character, especially when you're playing it with a big person. Play the alchemy, stand the character, and then go punch somebody lovely
0: uh and then what i was trying to say uh you already mentioned back to formula that's the um semi-tutor but grab it from the discard if you don't find it Mm -hmm. so all right so that's street brew interesting one yep uh next one is from the same pack right of the blood
1: yes i think this is is another one this is another one (laughs) at least i don't have a ton of experience with this i've seen it in the wild a couple times, but I don't know that I ever played against it. And I definitely don't think I, yeah. I haven't, I have not built with it or, or really thought about it. So
0: I did try building a deck. It, never, it went nowhere. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is the one that cares about rituals. Uh, so when you play a ritual and this is another first time one, so it, it's uh, spread out throughout the game. Uh, mm-hmm. First time play ritual gain one agenda. If you put three plus blood gain two instead uh, this is hard to do. <laughs> yep. I I I always ran into an issue uh, building these decks of where do I put the balance of all the uh, blood swapping cards and actual rituals that I care about mm-hmm. and like how do I stay alive? Mm-hmm. It it's a it's a very hard balancing. act.
1: Yep. Yeah. I th- I think this is a deck that you need to play with and test out to really f- feel where that balance is. At least that's what I've thought the th- times I've thought about building it. I kind of did the same thing where I was like, do I want like both of the blood swapping, um, you know, vampires, both, uh, what Gregory and, um, what's her name? The traditional leader, Sonia, right? Do I want both of them? Do I only want one of them? um, you know, yeah. Well, h- how much do I play this stuff? It's it, and I, I. It's not that I don't think there's a right answer. I just I think you have to put a deck together, play several games with it, and and evaluate.
0: Right. And this this one is going to be the most uh, we might be the most wrong on right now because of the stuff coming uh, in the next pack. Because also, very true. Are also, rituals, and they have. I will say probably easier ways of getting blood uh straight onto the rituals yep uh, without having to do all the color swapping and adding first yep so this might be wildly wrong by the time those packs come up but that's still a few with... months away yeah 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 um but i do think you'd probably start with sonya and gregory those are the easiest ways to i mean once you get gregory out that's Uh, Two blood, you're swapping a turn Mm -hmm. because Sonia
1: is not a may. You have to do that, Um, and it's pretty likely in a multiplayer game there will be at least somebody in the streets, right? Because that's that's the one thing about her um, is that they have to be in the streets. But like in multiplayer, there's almost always going to be at least one person.
0: Someone's going to be in the streets. Mm -hmm. Um, As for the rituals themselves,
1: I think they're mostly pretty strong.
0: Yes, and they should be because they they require a lot of investment. Right, um, two actions, right? That's
1: that's the that's the tricky thing with them, is that there's two actions unless you exhaust a second vampire. So like you pretty much always want to have that second vampire, but that means you have a vampire that's doing nothing but exhausting. Right. F- to play that, and right Gregory's
0: already exhausting all the time mm-hmm. because that's how you trigger his ability. So, like, you need at least a yep. minimum of three VP or a, not VP, a three vampire coterie that's like spending most of the game exhausted.
1: Right. Yep. <laughs> and like Lorenzo exhausts to do his thing, you know. So, it just, you need a lot of vampires. Fortunately, they do have prestige gain, which is, you know, important. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've, we've talked about Seek Knowledge, we've talked about Blood Makes Noise. I think they're both good. Um, Sleep, Sleep of the Damned is damned still sober. one of my favorite cards. I love it. Uh, so that's the one where your people stay in torpor longer. I think that's pretty cool. I also think that you can potentially
0: you can't use this on yourself. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. for, for I, the I, new... I was just thinking with the Hakata stuff. Right. right. Yeah.
1: Um, I do think it's fun because I think that they have some sneaky, strong aggro potential with someone like they can't necessarily put up a consistent, as consistently as some other people but like you know balls caress and stuff and the ability to like swap blood and then drain it and stuff like they can mm-hmm. they have some sneaky ag ag potential and Vitae, just
0: right boom you're mm-hmm. gone right yep.
1: um and then of course defense of the sacred haven is another secrecy start or secrecy stacking thing uh truth of blood is an agenda loss I, I, again i have never seen that card play yep. I think we're low on those in general, but, uh, you know, uh, in, in a slower meta, maybe it's worth it. I don't know, yeah. but anything that makes
0: you uh, an opponent lose one agenda, just, it, it doesn't feel good for the value. Like if they're already rolling along,
1: mm-hmm.
0: sure. One agenda might stop them a turn, but
1: I mean, sort of in their opposite way. I didn't lose an agenda, but I was one agenda short from closing. Right. So, uh, right. I mean it's like it's one of those things where some games the one agenda won't matter, some games it'll be exactly what you need, it's hard to tell. And like I just true to the blood is always going to be the fifth agenda option, I feel like. Yeah. Or the fifth I mean the fifth ritual uh, option, right? Uh, of of the Tremere ones we found, like it's always going to be the fifth blood sorcery one.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, in my I opinion. don't think
0: even even in rites of the blood, you're not playing all the rituals. It's not like that's title deck. Right. Uh, you're definitely probably playing defense, seek and sleep. I think probably blood, uh, maybe swap seek with blood makes noise.
1: Yep, I was gonna say I, I well, I would. I think you want to play seek because you need to find the agendas. I, I actually would say you, you're running blood seek and defense almost assuredly, and sleep yeah. if you want to play a little bit more aggro, which I, I like. That's but, true. Yeah. Um, so. so okay. Yeah.
0: Um. Let's see. All Pretty much all the uh, Tremere characters obviously feed into the Ritual stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's not much talk there. Scorpion's Touch is if you want to go onto the aggro side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: Scorpion's so Touch, there. Absolution, stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, you have Keeper Elysium on here. I imagine that's just if you want to stay home and stack secrecy
1: exactly right that's the only and 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 because with um blood makes noise you can play it pretty easily yes right and so like getting a keeper and uh protecting a haven or whatever you know stacking up two or three extra secrecy is quite good
0: yeah yeah very easy to do that Mm -hmm. so yeah that's rise of the blood um that's yeah.
1: definitely, like you said, that's definitely an agenda that will change a lot once shadows or not yes. change a lot, but like you can we can totally reevaluate once um yeah. Shrouds and Shadows comes up. Yeah, that's the one that's gonna change the
0: most. Um and then the last uh card specific category is animals.
1: Yes. And there are two there are two animal agendas. So we're yeah. going to talk about them together because obviously You'll be running most of the same cards with both. Not exactly yeah. the same. They do have some important differences, but they like play very differently. You're going to be running most of the same cards. So let's talk about the two. The differences are and what they do. Right. So they both yeah. give you agenda for animals. Um, I'll take I'll take the quote unquote bad one, um, which I'm actually coming around a little bit on, and then you can take the well, which is the bad one. Oh, actually, I'll tell you what, you take, you take whichever one you want, and I'll take the other one.
0: Uh, okay, I'll take Animal Kingdom, because I think that's the good one.
1: Yes, that, <laughs> that was the one I was saying. Okay, I was going to say. Uh, so, yeah,
0: this one is another start of your turn, count cards and get money, or not money, victory points. Uh, one agenda if you control one, two agenda if you control three.
1: Yep. And so interestingly, it's opposite Street Brew. Again, I think we talked about this last time, but it's opposite Street Brew where they can all be on the same person, but they just have to be different cards. Whereas Street right. Brew, they can be all the same alchemy, but they have to be on different characters. So I think Animal Kingdom is a bit easier to get that two Agenda with. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, if you watched our last stream, um, this got this ramped up quite quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DJ uh, kitty was rocking the animals and it did quite well. Um, Yeah, it was, it was kind of, he was behind or at least sort of looked like he was behind for a bit. And then suddenly he was right there, you know, to, with the potential one turn from winning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what's the other one? Yeah. The other one, which like I said, I, 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 so animal kingdom is strong. um, Period. I've come around a little bit on call of the wild. Actually. I'm interested It's it is when you attach an animal to a character in your coterie in the streets who has no animals attached gain an agenda. So that is a lot of conditions right in the streets who has no animals attached. Um, It is uncapped. So and because we saw with this pack more ways of getting extra actions and that they kind of feed into animals like that, that kind of boosts this a little bit. Um, you also have to be in the streets, which is not ideal. Uh, but I, I also, I kind of think if you didn't have to be in the streets, I could actually see this being, I could see there being a degenerate deck that can kind of abuse this. So I, I don't know. I, it may, without either of those. So it does kind of make sense why it has both those conditions on it. Um, yep. So I think I think Animal Kingdom is much more about playing your animals, having them on your characters, and then going out and getting agenda. Call of the Wild I think is much more about being active, detaching them, recurring them, and playing them again.
0: Yep, and then another uh, key part of Call of the Wild that uh, made it a lot better is now you well. There was a rules update. I won't say yes. change, um, but it was an update to the rules where now you can uh, you can freely detach them, or rather, you can freely burn them without using their detachability. I think uh, the way it was played at the pre-release event and kind of since is like you had to wait for the opportunity to actually detach them and right. then find a way to recur them. So it was like very slow before, and now right. it's kind of in line.
1: Yep. It's still an expensive thing, right? To, to burn an animal um, yes. to get one agenda. But sometimes that's what you need. So it's nice that you have that option.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the animals themselves. Mm-hmm. Alley Cat is obviously my favorite because the Cat Lady exists. Right. <laughs> that's
1: fair. That's fair.
0: Um. Mongrel is probably the, well, what do you think? Mongrel or Murder of Crows being the stronger one? Uh,
1: I mean, I think Mongrel plus one to attack is just so, so good. Um, It does. Murder can just delete someone. It's true. It's true. Um, So, but like Mongrel also gives you the damage prevention only for physical, but like that's also really good. Um, To
0: physical, which.
1: Right. Yep, it's it's quite strong. Um Alley Cat is fun. Uh and ne- again, never bad like that's kind of the nice thing about animals is like they're they're sort of like the uh the titles of the rituals where it's like they're never bad to have. Right. You know. Right. Um I mean or and not even bad, obviously. Like you'd hope that playing a card it's not gonna be bad, but like they're always useful, you know. Um they're not always worth well, for one thing, you have to have animalism, so like you can't really play them in any deck, but um you know, you're know, you always going to find yourself getting some use, I feel like, out of the out of the agendas. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, out of the agendas, out, out of the, the animals. animals. <laughs> um, yeah, long episode. The right? other A word. Um, Sewerette. Rat. Sewer rats also fun because you can steal blood from characters in Torpor and keep them in Torpor That's, longer.
0: Yes, that is not a common ability, so that is very unique to sewer rat.
1: Yep, and then the Swarm. I feel like the Swarm is maybe the weakest although i mean part giving shields to a party is pretty good Um, uh the
0: the swarm needs more investment because at least for me when i try to build with it like you need you want Although i don't know i was gonna say you want to you want to build the swarm and then also see if you can slot uh disturbing the hive in but maybe that's not true right
1: also, now that I'm thinking about it, right, the swarm kind of goes nicely with the Detach and Recur because you it can soak a sad damage and go into your discard pile and get recurred.
0: Right. So, so the nope. swarm is probably the one you can recur the most out of all of these, maybe. It'll, it'll at least happen more often.
1: Right. That's probably, yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, murder. So murder, you can recur fairly easily. Alley cat, you literally cannot recur. <laughs> um, and sewerette, you you know it's a little bit more conditional. Sewerette and mongrel are more conditional. Yeah. But.
0: All right, and then um, so we also have some havens that are pretty animal specific.
1: Yeah, so we have again we have two different options for for havens for animals. So we have mm-hmm. the the city park, which is. Again, that's the one we saw. And and we've had we've had lots of discussions about sleep part. Yep. Uh yes, we have. Uh when your leader <laughs> exhausts, reveal the top card of your library. If it's an animal, draw it. Otherwise, leave it or discard it. So that's good. Obviously, it's that's great if you're going if your leader is going to be exhausting multiple times a turn. Uh it's it's great because you can filter your deck real quickly. Um and I think we saw, you know, we saw the 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 usefulness of it again in that stream game. Like it's great when it draws you an animal. It's less good when it doesn't, but also sometimes, especially late game, you're like, okay, I don't need this ongoing card. So let me pitch this, you know, right. Which is, which is nice. Um, and I think you, you kind of like the other one too.
0: I did like it better than city park, at least on paper. I haven't actually compared the two like in gameplay yet, but that's the outskirts. Um, this one you can only do once. Uh, so you may discard an animal, and that's from hand. Men two blood on any character in your coder, or your torpor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This is, like, so you'd play this probably more in Call of the Wild. So that if, if you have the recurring abilities mm-hmm. that are online. Um.
1: I, I want to see this one played, because I could see it being good. Yeah. Also, uh, worth noting that the art for this one is super pretty when it's with the acrylic and it has like the, you know, the two different like parts of the art and one of them's shiny and one of them's not. It just looks real nice. It has nothing to do with the card whatsoever, but. City
0: Park too, because the the blood on the table just pops.
1: Yep. (laughs) So they're real nice. They're real nice uh, acrylics. (laughs) Um, and then, so that so that's the two havens, like you said. I, I think that generally speaking, the outskirts probably fits better in city or in uh, Call of the Wild. I think City Park can go in either one. Right. Um. So uh, time to talk. So about as looters. for vampires, yeah. yeah,
0: the 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 prime one you should probably always be looking at is Drea, because mm-hmm. she lets you just uh, reduce the cost on mongrel put it on pretty much anyone because you can ignore the attached requirements.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, You do have to. Well, I guess I take that back because all the rest of them, you have to pay blood anyway. Right. So but if you have ways of um, like single target mending, it can all just go to her versus like you don't need party mending if you're spreading the animals out.
1: Mm hmm. Um, I also like her. She gives you some of that same thing as like the thin Bloods, where like you can put animals on other clans that don't have animalism, which is fine. Right. Like putting a mongrel on, you know, I mean, Hydra is super scary because just plus one damage. Yep. Uh,
0: then there's Tamaska who I don't know. Everyone seems to like her and I'm just like eh, about it's probably because I haven't played much animals.
1: Well, and I also think, again, I think she goes much better into the Call of the Wild, right?
0: Oh, for sure. Uh,
1: because it's yeah. the first time you attach an animal to this character during your turn, ready her, and gain an action. So, like, Call of the Wild, she's the one you want to be playing animals on in them because it's literally, there's no call. Again, like, I mean, I say literally, you have to play the card. But you gain an action back, and you unexhaust her. So, like, lovely.
0: I feel like I, I maybe it's too much in my head but it's like I almost see her as like after you get that first um animal on her with was it um call of the wild it, it almost becomes a nonbo until
1: you can get the animal off of her. Right. Which which is funny because her art shows her with a dog and I feel like mongrel's actually in some ways one of the worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, animals one that you're going
0: to stay the longest. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's the one that you want to put, you know, the swarm or the, um, like the one we were talking about, the crows or whatever on and just like use them every turn, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it, uh, again, potential to <laughs> play around with. Um, you know, there's some other cool stuff. They've got some, some other, um, you know, recursion on their characters. Uh, we saw we saw summer a summer moon dragons roost deck, which is probably Ugh. never going to be a thing with gross <laughs> with either of these agendas, but that was fun for the rest of the it, table. It,
0: it was not. This this singular character pretty much prevented me from ever flipping my agenda. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um,
1: and then they host but you yeah. know there's there's also the Nosferatu animalism people, right? Like you said, crazy cat lady.
0: Yeah, crazy cat lady. Um, just get those uh, alley cats out for free.
1: Mm-hmm. And then Pong, who can draw you cards every time you dispatch, right? So again, Pong, hes I think he's decent in in the uh, Animal Kingdom, but he, he is a key piece of Call of the Wild, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Um, well, at least I thought this is how it worked. Because when you elect to... Burned? Is that count as detaching?
1: Yep, it counts as detaching. You okay. you were detaching, see. and part of that is burning the card.
0: Okay, yeah, his his uh, ability got a little more value once that uh, mm-hmm. rules update went in, and then um, we keep talking about the recursion, but that's Lil Fang. Um, yes, Gangrel just exhausts, put an animal from your discard pile into your hand. Yep, uh, four BP, so it's it's not um, not as free as you might think. Like for a character that you're probably going to be exhausting a lot. Um, True. But it's kind of in the same realm as, like, Grigori, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the not Drea, Drea card.
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> bon Familius. I, I still haven't actually seen it. Like, I guess maybe it's because I've always, like, I, I was super high on Drea from the beginning, but to me, I'm like I always look at Bond and I'm like, yeah, but like Drea just seems to do this but better. Um right. I mean I, I guess the benefit for that is like you're playing it in a deck that maybe you don't you can't afford Dre right, like if if you're playing like you said, you know, Pong and Lofang are both four VP. If you're not running Drea as your leader, you probably can't afford her. And so then Bond Familius lets you play those animals with a reduced blood cost and, you know, standing, standing somebody back. So,
0: right. So they, the end result is essentially the same because you get the reduction and you're putting an animal directly on a character that didn't exhaust to uh, attach it, mm-hmm. um, but you're getting at it at a different way.
1: Right. Um, so, yeah,
0: it's it, two very similar effects, but like, same end result, but very different ways to get there. Mm-hmm. I don't think one's necessarily better than the other. Yeah, uh, on go ongoings are much more disruptable than a vampire. So yeah,
1: but they also cost a lot less. <laughs> you know. Yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, a lot of different things. Yeah, there. and, and uh, yeah. So I don't
1: know. Uh, and then there's <laughs> there's uh, the last card, Animal Dominion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is this is this is a. Uh, this is a good one. So this is probably not going to go in a Call of the Wild deck that's discarding a lot um, from characters. But I guess if take that back, I because I I always forget you can discard from hand for this.
1: Yeah, I, I actually think this has a place in both. I think for an Animal Kingdom, this is a, like, again, this is a game ender, right? Right. Um, uh, so
0: this is you just you burn animals from your character's encodery, and you can also discard from your hand to add mm-hmm. on to that. And however many get burned or discarded, you just point and click deal physical damage. So no reactions. Um, right. Still still attribute reduction, but no blocker, no reactions right. um, Other than haze.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's yep. real costly. Uh, because you have to burn either burn things in play or discard from hand. I would like this a lot more if it was discard f- from play or hand. Right. Uh, burning in play is just oof. Um, but you know, non non attack damage, pretty good.
0: Yep. Not a lot of things can actually. I think Haze might
1: currently be the only thing I can stop. Haze, yep, I think so. Um, And then, you know, stuff like Vagrants, obviously. Yeah, Um, yeah. But it is also, I think, worth noting, it's only characters, so you can't take out mortals with this. Yeah, no, Um, which
0: I don't think would be worth doing. Right, I mean, again, the
1: the, the only thing, right, is, like, getting the... Because I think the only reason you ever play this is to get your last agenda. Yeah. Um, or, you know, get closer. This is, the, close this is right? the I win the game. Yes. Uh, and so, like, that's where... Or stopping,
0: stopping someone from winning. True, yes. Like that.
1: And so that's where, like, playing it on a mortal would be nice just because there's that many fewer ways of people stopping you from killing them. For sure, yeah. But but you can't do that, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's the maybe that's the
0: point. That's that's why you can't do that.
1: Yeah. So in general, I actually, like I said, I, I'm I've come around a little bit on Call of the Wild. I, the other thing with Call of the Wild, I think that the one advantage it has over Animal Kingdom is that it does start faster. So like if yeah. if in a more aggressive and faster tempo meta, it might be better because you start getting that, you know, that agenda early, whereas Animal Kingdom is better in a slow meta and not, not super slow, but I mean, you know, uh, again in our game, which, which seems fairly typical, it, it hung around one, two kind of, you know, three or four agenda for the first four or five turns and then it's really accelerated towards the end. Yeah. So. Yep. Anyway, I'm, I'm interested to see animal kingdom. That's that's cause that these are the cards that we didn't get to see obviously at Gen Con, so I'm excited to see how animals do. And I think animals are fun, so I'm excited to see how they do during the season.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, cool mechanic. I think they're, they're sh- even though it's kind of an insular thing, because you need, you need the animalism and all that stuff, but I think it's still viable enough that uh, they'll be able to get to some top tables. So I will also be interested to see yeah. how well they do. Uh, so that has been our rundown of all the agendas yeah this
1: this, <laughs> was, a long, this was a long episode I, I,
0: yeah i i you
1: forget how many of them there are uh-huh but now we've gone and through we'll them all more and so uh everything is perfectly predicted everybody can just listen to these and instantly know what they should play for prince for you know because well obviously well i have obviously because we're right about everything um always <laughs> but you know and then also it's not like we're going to get a bunch of new cards here like halfway through print season to shake things up and yeah, make half excuse. of this stuff yeah half of the stuff uh which to be clear i think we're both very big fans of <laughs> um yeah. you know but uh, so now we now we've done it now we've gone through all the agendas and we've given we've given the baseline um which is fun because now now we can start talking about you know more specific stuff and prints and it'll all get upended and we do it all over again which is the beauty of it right that's the fun that's the fun part
0: yep all right well yeah this this has been a long one I know I just I just looked at dates I know I just (laughs) looked at the recording
1: time I was like oh good lord (laughs)
0: all right well without further ado I will bid everyone good evening
1: bye
0: (laughs) that's somehow worse